All right, what's going on? Welcome to Insight with Irv. I'm excited about this episode. We are talking about entrepreneurship. You guys know how we do around here, right? We, we, we like talking about entrepreneurship. We like talking to those people that are out there getting it. And look, if you're not an entrepreneur just yet, maybe you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you are, are climbing the corporate ladder, you're going to be able to find some gems in this episode today because we are talking about the five biggest causes of failure in entrepreneurship. Let's get right into it. Number one, you're constantly watching the competition. I know that there's a time and a place for us to watch our competitors in our space. There's a time and a place for us to pay attention to what the marketplace is reacting to. There's a time and a place for us to see, okay, how's the market shifting? How are they responding to the messaging? Is my messaging still good? Is my product still good, right? But when you are watching the competition a little bit too much, you end up losing focus on the most important person you should be watching, and that is your ideal client. Your ideal client and paying attention to your ideal client is going to serve you far better than paying attention to your competition. I'll tell you what happens when you start paying too much attention to your competition. Have you guys ever seen the picture of uh, Michael Phelps when he was in the uh, in the pool swimming? And and uh, I think he was already in first place and he was beating the second guy. And the second guy is looking at him in the picture. If, if, if you literally pause it, pause this episode, Google Michael Phelps. Uh, competitor swimming pool and you'll see that Michael Phelps is looking straight forward and you'll see that the person next to him is looking at him so really the moral of that story is winners focus on winning losers focus on their competitors which is why I think that if you are focusing too much on the people that are in your marketplace you start to sound like them inevitably which is a big no-no in business you start to work the way that they work you start to speak the way that they speak and what ends up happening is the marketplace says, wait a minute, you sound a lot like so-and-so or you guys sound like each other. So congratulations, you've now commoditized and devalued your service because the only way that you can get a premium dollar for the service that you provide is by being completely different. That is your value prop. That is your value prop. Uh, that, that is your value proposition. Your unique value proposition is that if you sound different, you are able to sell in a vacuum. If you are able to sell in a vacuum, that means that there is nothing else that they can compare you to because it is an apple to an orange. They cannot price an apple to an orange. They cannot price an orange to an apple. And that is your goal in a marketplace as an entrepreneur, which is why I really want you to pay attention to who you're paying attention to. Number two, which is again, a big failure in entrepreneurship, a big cause is you don't have enough information. This means that you like the know-how, you like the experience. Um, but the caveat to this is if you like the know-how, you like the experience is that you gain it by doing stuff. I know that especially in 2023, right? Look, we got podcasts, we have books, we have YouTube videos, we have chat GPT, we have Instagram reels, we have courses, but there's nothing that's going to speed up the clock on you getting experience versus getting into the real world and actually trying these things. I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs and I speak to far too many of you guys. I see your posts, right? And I'm all for reading, I'm all for education, but some of us are doing way too much reading and not enough doing. There's a time where, hey, I'm going to educate myself. There's a time where you want to have enough information to hold a conversation. There's a time where you want to have enough information so that you can at least get it out the ground, get it out the mud. But there's going to be a time where you are going to have to put that into play and reality check. A lot of the stuff that you're consuming, a lot of the stuff that you're reading about, a lot of the stuff that gets you hyped up probably isn't going to work. As a matter of fact, isn't going to work unless you actually put it to play and put it into practice into your life. There's only so many of these podcasts that you can consume before you decide to go out there and put it to play. 
There's only so many books and so many pieces of material of how, how you can sell better, how you can edit a video better, how you can do public speaking better, how you can create a better digital product that you can listen to before you go out there and you do the thing. When you do the thing and you put it out to the marketplace, spoiler alert, the marketplace is probably going to tell you you suck or you're going to say, hmm, maybe I'm not as good as I thought it was or this wasn't as received as well as I thought it would be uh, now that it's out in the marketplace. And hey, that's okay. Like if there's anything that I want you to take from this is you are going to have to repeat to yourself, hey, this bombed and that's okay. We're going to continue to move forward. This didn't maybe spread as fast as I, I thought it would. Like the reels that I thought was going to get a million views, maybe you got 10, five of them being myself on burner accounts. And that's okay because now you're learning the lessons that you can then go out and put into play yourself. And then you can say, oh, wow, that's what that person on that podcast was talking about. Oh, wow. That's what that book was talking about on chapter four on how I need to sell on how I need to organize my day. Now I have enough context based off of real things that I've done in the real world that I can then put into context around what I've read. And so now it serves as a cohesive rather than just a bunch of little floating pieces. Number three is you underestimate the activities that you need to do. And you also underestimate the time that it's going to take for you to reach the level that you're probably thinking about reaching. I usually think to myself, hey, look, if in my mind I want to be there by 90 days, I'm prepared that this is probably going to take the next six months to a year. If I know that my goal is, hey, in the next year, I want to be here. I know that this thing is probably going to stretch into year two, year three. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just being real, I'm just being realistic with myself. And I think that if you can set time horizons and if you can think in longer frames, you're able to give yourself more grace. Now, this isn't about, you know, letting letting some off the gas, because I think that when things get easy, that's when you need to go hard. Say that again. When things get easy, that's when you need to go hard. And so when you think you've mastered an activity, and so if you think you've mastered time blocking, that's when you really need to double down on it. So that thing that so that thing is ingrained in the way that you think, in the way that you operate. If maybe you got to your goal in 60 days versus 90, guess what? You need to double down on that thing because one, you don't know when maybe that piece of marketing that's working for you is just going to suddenly, suddenly turn off on you. You don't know if maybe the messaging that you have going out into a marketplace may get old, dry, and bland really quickly, right? Maybe even if, again, if you're an editor, maybe your editing style, if you find that, hey, this is working for a lot of my clients, we're getting a ton of reach on our reels, on our podcast, on our YouTube, double down on that thing because the algorithm could switch up on you really quickly. I, I see far too often where even for myself, hey, this is getting a little easy or easier than I thought. And now we start letting our foot off the gas rather than, no, let's double down on this thing. Let's get a 10x, 20x, 100x output out of some of the input that we're getting. Number four, your belief system. This is your views around money. This is your views around people. And this is your views around the world. Now, I like to refer to this as we have a distorted reality. All of us have a distorted reality. We often see this in politics, right? You ask someone, hey, what do you think about this candidate? Oh, I think he's a loser. I don't like the guy. You ask someone else across the street, what do you think? Oh, I think he is the best candidate that we have, right? Everyone has a distorted reality. But in business, especially when you're looking to increase your income, your distorted reality is going to hold you back if it's the incorrect reality that you are given, right? And I'm going to say incorrect because there's usually no right or wrong in the way that we view things. But when it comes to business, there's a gauge, right? We're Look, we're going to talk about money on this podcast. We're going to talk about the number one gauge, which is the dollars that you make. Again, this isn't about love. This isn't about happiness. This is, if we're talking about business, 
The dollars that you make is ultimately the number one meter that people are using to measure how successful they are in this realm. And so if you are maybe, if the way that you view money, you think, man, money's hard to get. Like, I don't understand how some of these people make in a day what takes me a whole year to make. It's because they have a belief and they have a thought process around how they view people, meaning customers, how they view people, meaning their accountability system that maybe you haven't tapped into just yet, or that maybe you've decided not to make the switch on just yet. And so my rule for this is follow the money. And so if you follow the money, <clears throat> meaning you watch how people buy, you watch what people are responding to, you watch the culture closely, like really sit down. If I've, I've used the example of the coffee shop, because I think it's one that we can all relate to. If you sit down in a coffee shop, you see what type of goods are they serving? Okay, how are the chairs set up? Okay, who's serving these drinks? Are they male? Are they female? Okay, cool. Are they college students? Okay, so it's a younger coffee shop. Okay, where exactly is it located? What are their hours of operation? Is this maybe an hour of operation that I can tap into? Now, you then go back in and you reverse engineer that because they have a piece of information that, and again, a reality of, for them, they're not struggling to get customers. They're maybe struggling with fulfillment. That's a completely different issue. Maybe now they're not struggling with fulfillment. Maybe now they're struggling with driving down some of the costs for the goods that they have. Those are completely different issues versus some of the baseline issues that we have. Of money's hard to get. I can't get enough customers. I can't get my business off the ground, right? So maybe you want to get around people that they're struggling with something completely different than you are so you can see, hmm, maybe my problems aren't as big or as tough as they are because obviously this person has been able to figure it out. I promise you some of that positivity is going to rub off on you and it's just going to end up clicking for you so that you can transition into that next level of, of entrepreneurship. And then the fifth and final reason of why a lot of entrepreneurs will fail is going to be you're working on the wrong stuff, which is low leverage opportunities, right? The other way that I had this worded is you're working on the wrong stuff. Uh, I was victim to this because I would for a long time, I would just do like the minor things, meaning, hey, let me respond to this email because if not, this client's going to be really mad. Or let me call this client back really quickly because if not, you know, they're they're not going to want to work with me versus, again, time blocking some of those times that I can communicate with them and then working on income producing activities. What were some of the income producing activities you're asking? Prospecting for new business, right? Going out and creating content that would speak on my behalf even when I wasn't there. Writing better copy on my web page that whenever we received new traffic or returning traffic, it would convert even when I wasn't there. Um, when, when you work on some of those high, higher leverage opportunities versus some of the low leverage stuff, meaning, meaning the wrong stuff, you start to notice that there's a heavy exchange between your time that you put in and the result that you get versus when you work on some of the higher leverage stuff. For example, we're recording this piece of content right now. It's going to take me the same 10, 15 minutes that, that it's going to take us to record it, right? But this is going to sit on our, what we call our catalog for the next months to years to come or until this, like, you know, the world explodes if the sun hits us, right? Uh, and the reason why I say that is because if you, let's say, work on some of these higher leverage opportunities, then you pretty much measure twice, cut once. It's like the saying goes. You measure twice, you cut once, so you don't have to go back in. So now my, my inputs aren't directly correlated to my outputs, which is a great place to be. The more of that you can get, the more leverage you have, the more money you're ultimately going to end up making in the long run and the more people you're going to end up serving without having to exchange so much of your time for 
dollars. So there you have it. Those are essentially the five, what I call like the pitfalls that entrepreneurs tend to fall into. If you found value in this episode today, feel free to share it with someone. Again, we don't run any ads or sponsors to our show. So the only ask that we have is that you share this with someone that you know would find value in is in it as well. Other than that, I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.